Social Zoom Factor, Episode 55. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to talk about brand humanization. And as many of you know, we have done several episodes already on brand humanization. So I am going to encourage you to check these episodes out. First one is episode five, which is brand humanization in a nutshell. It is a six minute podcast that is going to put brand humanization in a nutshell for you. Another one is episode 16, which is on brand humanization. And I talk specifically about the differences between social media authenticity versus transparency, two very important terms when it comes to building your brand online or offline. Also check out episode number 11, which is why personal branding is a requirement, not an option. Brand humanization is definitely one of the hottest buzzwords out there today. It's hard to hop on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, or read a blog post, listen to a podcast without hearing somebody talking to you about brand humanization. I'm sure you can relate since you're on this podcast. Today, we are going to talk about exactly what it means for a brand to be human and what is required to do such. The question that many ask is, can a brand really be human? And I want you to think about some of your favorite brands. What is it that you like about these brands? It could be that you like the product the service. Maybe you like the way that it makes you feel. What is it about these brands that you like that makes you like them, that makes you feel attracted to them, that makes you feel sticky to them, like you want to hang out with them, be around them, buy their product, buy the service, whatever it may be. If it is not the product, the actual product, or service that you are in love with from the brand, then the chances are you like the service and or way that the brand makes you feel. So you like the way that that product or that service makes you feel. And it could be that the brand invites and enables you to be part of something bigger than what you can be by yourself. Chances are also quite high that you feel an emotional connection to the brand. The brand has done something within your heart, within your being, within you that makes you feel good. Maybe it makes you feel empowered. Maybe it makes you feel inspired, capable of doing more, of being more than you could that you are without the brand and its offerings and its community and its product and its services. The feelings that you are feeling likely didn't happen by accident. Smart marketers today have been executing emotional and human brand strategies and tactics for decades. People buy from people, helping people connect to a brand via an emotional connection, meaning they're making you feel something. And human methods is not new. 
Okay, so this is not rocket science. It's not a new thing called social media rocket science. People connect with other humans more deeply than they connect with a logo or an inanimate object. It's just human fact. The key challenge is how do you both humanize your brand while building the brand as well? So how do you humanize it with human beings and build the brand as a brand at the same time. Because the first assumption that many people make when it comes to brand humanization is that it is all about the people. And unless I'm only talking about my people and I'm only putting my people out on the front center stage, is my brand human? Yes, we need to engage our employees. We need to bring them to the front. However, Ever, you can still humanize your brand and do that through emotions, do that through education, do that through communication, and lots of other things that we are going to talk about today. And I know this is a little bit deep, so bear with me because I hope to be able to put this in a nutshell for you to truly understand by the time we are done with this podcast today. I want you to think about it this way. Brands, for the most part, are made up of people. It is people inside the organization who create the logo, the tagline, the marketing messages, the products, the services, and the processes for serving and connecting with their customers, partners, and the larger ecosystem. The goal of brand humanization is to empower your people to power your brand. And the days of hiding behind corporate collateral that is scripted word for word, presentation decks that are wordsmithed, that are perfected, and that are not embracing imperfect perfection at all are long gone. Those days of the perfect world of marketing it's over. It's about real time now. It's about connection. It's about conversation. It's about being in the moment and responding to your customer online when they are excited, when they need something from you, when they want to communicate with you. It's being available when, where, and how your audience wants you to be available. It is about them, not about you. Today's communication online via mobile devices, text messages, social networks such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram are all real time. Brands must figure out how they can be part of this organic real time conversation that is happening 24 7, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. Brand leaders and marketers must figure out how to connect with their customers in a real and relevant personal way. So how exactly do you do this? Are you thinking, Pam, how in the heck am I going to do this? Are you wondering, what are some of the characteristics of human brands? What does a human brand look like, feel like, sound like? Well, if you are wondering that question and you want the answer, today is your lucky day. I'm going to share with you 15 characteristics of human brands, and this will be an ongoing conversation, and I encourage you to join our Get Real Chat, our Twitter chat that happens every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where we will be talking about this topic and much more. 
Also, on September 30th, we will have a special guest, Everyone Social. They are a partner and client and friend, and we will be kicking off a series talking about brand humanization and brand employee advocacy and how you can tap into the power of your employees to power up your brand. And that conversation kicks off on September 30th on Get Real Chat at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we will also have a webinar scheduled for October 2nd. So mark your calendars for those two events. But let's go ahead and get started and let's talk about 15 teen characteristics of human brands. So number one is that human brands think like humans. Let's not overcomplicate it. When they think about their customers, they think like humans. When they think about how they're going to grow their business, they think like humans. When they think about their community, content, communication, whatever it may be, they're thinking about that in a human way. Number two, They treat other people like human beings. They follow the basic ABC method of social media, which we refer to as always be caring in a human and real way. People don't buy things, they join things. And so you need to make sure that you give them a reason to join your community. And yes, we buy things, but they don't just buy things. People want to be part of something that is much bigger than themselves. Number three is that they value relationships and they put relationships above all else. It is a top priority for the brand, for the business, and for the humans within the business. Number four is that they listen to other humans and they listen more than they talk. So with social, particularly social media, you can learn so much about your audience just by listening. And when we talk about listening via social media, we are referring sometimes to reading. So it's not necessarily in audio. So if you're listening to a podcast, yes, you're listening to me right now with your ears. However, social listening also includes running analysis, running reports, looking at that data and understanding what people are saying. What are they talking about? How are they talking about you and your brand? How are they engaging with other people, with their peers, with their colleagues, with their mentors, with your competitors, with others in the industry? So social listening includes hearing what people have to say. And listening to other humans means you're doing more than just reading their tweets. You're trying to understand the meaning of their words, the meaning behind their tweets and their Facebook posts, their feelings behind that. Why are they posting those things? So if you're getting feedback that's positive or negative, why is it positive or negative? What is that emotional feeling that that human is feeling? The more you can listen to other human beings within your communities, your customers, the better you are going to understand them and the more you're going to be able to figure out how you can inspire and connect with them in an authentic way. Number five is that you talk like humans. So when you talk to your community, simply put, you're talking to them like a human, not like a robot. We're treating them as people. Number six is we have a personality. So we are not afraid 
to show our funny side, to show our serious side, to show our frustrated side. If you have an opinion about something, you share it. Whatever your personality is, you let it shine. And that should be part of your brand identity and development of your brand architecture is figuring out what is your personality? What is the tone of your conversations going to be? Are you casual? Are you more formal? Are you fun, funny, or are you serious? You know, are you going to joke around with people? Or are you keeping it serious business? And I can't tell you the answer to that question. It all depends on how you are building your brand and how you are building and nurturing relationships with your audiences. Number seven is human brands are about something bigger than themselves. So they give people something to join that is far greater as a whole and together than what any of us can do by ourselves. And I don't think there is a better case study to this than if you think about Apple, the brand Apple. Being part of the Apple community is about so much more than that Apple device. Why do you think their news just goes crazy every time they launch a new device? It's not just about the device. Yes, we're excited to pick up the device. Yes, we love the product. We love the things that it does for us. However, we're part of a community. And I will never forget when the iPod first came out and everybody had those white headphones how the market was transformed. And I work out at the gym a lot. And so we all went from wearing whatever headphones we were wearing with, you know, basic black headphones, maybe there were some colored ones at the time to everybody wearing white headphones. And it was because they wanted to be part of something bigger than what they are themselves. Number eight is human brands make and own their mistakes. So we are only human. The people within our organization are humans and they don't work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. They also can't be perfect all of those days of the year. People are going to make mistakes. And because brands are made up of humans then brands are going to make mistakes. And so the best thing we can do when we make a mistake is understand that we are not perfect and we just need to own that mistake. We just need to say we're sorry. Continuing to hide behind your mistakes and acting as if nothing happened will do nothing but hurt your brand. So you just want to make sure that you are authentic and you are transparent in making mistakes and owning those mistakes and making sure that you are obviously resolving that as well. But that's a whole other conversation. Number nine is that you are transparent and you are authentic. So you understand the difference between transparency and authenticity. And I talk about this in detail in our podcast episode number 16, and that is brand humanization, social media authenticity versus transparency. And really quickly for you right now, the difference between authenticity and transparency. Authenticity is how real you are. There is only one you. Okay, you are truthful, Authenticity means we can trust your words. You're telling us the truth. You are the real deal. Transparency is how much you share. So how much are you willing to share with your audience? And you may have different levels of transparency with 
different people in your community, with different business partners, with different clients. And this is one of the number one things that people get confused because they think they have to share everything so that they have to be 100% transparent with all of their audiences in order for them to be authentic. And this is so far from the truth. You do not need to share everything with everybody. You don't need to share everything you have for lunch every day in order to be authentic online. It's up to you to figure out what is that brand that you're building, whether that be personal or professional, and that you are sharing the right level of information that is going to help you organically attract your target audience, your target customer, as well as nurture and build relationships with those people. Number 10 is human brands have high ethics and integrity. So they don't trade these two things to get ahead or cheat. Yes, they may make mistakes, but if they are truly treating others like humans and respecting the relationships with them, they won't fall to trickery marketing tactics is what I call them. They will not over influence on vanity metrics such as influence scores or clout scores, number of followers, or even worse, falling to tactics such as fake identities, trolling, and the list goes on. I encourage you to check out episode number 37, which talks about fake Facebook fans, followers, trolls, spam, and bullies. And I share with you the importance of making sure that you are focusing on quality over quantity and that you are not overspending on many of the vanity metrics that exist today. Number 11 is human brands are simply available. They don't hide behind corporate walls, contact forms and boxes and layers of online red tape. They are available. They talk with their audiences. They talk when spoken to. They listen. They try to understand and they are available for those real-time conversations. That is so important that not everything you do online is automated. Number 12 is they know themselves and they know their audience. They know their audience inside out. They know what their audience wants. They know when they want it and they know how to serve it up to them in the way that they want it to be served. One of my favorite quotes is from Steve Jobs where he talks about if you wait until your customer tells you what they want, it's too late. You need to really get in the head of your audience, know your customer and know what they want even before they tell you what they want. And if you are in tune with your audience, you will absolutely be able to do this. Number 13 is human brands invest in people. And you can never go wrong by investing in communities and the human beings within them. And by investing in people, I don't mean just sending a retweet or sending a Facebook post saying thank you for what you did for me today. I mean truly investing in people, taking time to understand where they're coming from, taking time to nurture relationships, to help somebody achieve their goals, to spending time and connecting with them at a human level. Number 14 is they understand their employees are their brand. And they also understand that humans are not perfect and they are going to make mistakes as we talked about earlier. However, everything that your employees do on and offline 
is absolutely a representation of your brand, regardless if they brand wants it to be a representation of the brand or not, or if they believe it is or not. Everything from what your employees say, do, tweet, post, pen to Pinterest, and even how you drive can impact your brand perception. If I know that you work for a brand, then it doesn't matter if you were on the clock or off the clock, who you are, what you do, and your behavior, and how you treat other people is going to impact what I think of that brand. It doesn't matter if it's midnight or if it's Monday morning at eight o'clock if you're working an eight to five job. If I know you and I'm seeing you online, everything you do, any time that I see you is having an impact on the brand that you work for. There's no way around that as much as you want to think that may not be true. And you may think, you know, I'm done at five o'clock. And so I am not representing the brand. My tweets are my own. And if you follow me at all, you know that that statement, my tweets are my own or my LinkedIn profile is my own or whatever it may be. If I know it's you and I know that you work for a brand, your tweets are not your own. And I know legally we may have to put those things up there, but it is not something that's going to change your association with the brand that you work for just because you have a little asterisk statement stating my tweets are my own. Get over it. It does not work that way. Number 15 is understand that you are the media. With this comes much benefit, but also much risk. And the key is that you must respect the responsibility that you have taken on by becoming the media. And when you become the media, you are going to very often be in the light, in the limelight for both good and bad. So if you do something good, you're maybe going to show up right there. If you do something bad, you sure as bet you will be in the limelight. You are going to be front center stage and everybody's going to be looking at you, listening to you. So you better be ready. You need to be proactive in managing that crisis communication process. What are you going to do? And when something goes wrong, what are you going to do to resolve it? How are you going to escalate it? Who is going to escalate it? Who's going to solve that problem if it's a Saturday night at midnight? You need to be thinking about all of those things. How you handle a crisis can impact your brand for the good or bad just in how you handle that crisis. So even if you do have something that goes haywire on the social networks on or offline, how you handle that crisis can actually have more impact on your brand than the actual problem in the first place. And last but not least, here is a bonus tip for you. And this is human brands take risks. So investing in other humans means you stand out on a foundation of your personal and your corporate security. And you are confident in who and what you are and what you can offer your market, your customers, your partners, and the larger ecosystem as a whole. And by personal brand and corporate security, I don't mean what you would consider typical security. What I mean is that you are secure in yourself. You are not insecure. So you are confident in who and what you are and what you have to offer all of your audiences and communities and clients and partners. And you see benefit in taking the risk of putting yourself out there 
is far worth the benefit of the real and nurtured relationships that can and will be formed by doing such. So bottom line, social media is about people. It is about communication. It's about humans connecting with other humans. And the heartbeat of social media is people. It's you. It's me. It's we. It is us together. We are what makes the heartbeat within the social ecosystem. Yes, it's quite a responsibility, but also presents tremendous opportunity for those who can embrace it and manage it carefully with both the heart and the mind. So in summary, being a human brand is different for each of us. It's different for each person and each brand. There is no cookbook or cookie cutter solution for humanizing your brand. I can't give you that perfect cookie cutter layout that's going to tell you here are the five things that you need to do exactly for your brand today to humanize it. I can give you tips. I just gave you 15, 16 of them. But what I need you to do is understand your audience, get in the head of your customer, figure out how you can connect with them think like a human, treat your customers like a human, behave like a human, invest in humans, all of those things that we talked about today. That is what is going to make your brand a human brand. And although you cannot purchase a cookie cutter solution, you can get help from agencies like ours, the Marketing Nuts, consultants, or other people out there that you may know who can help you make sense of all of these things. We can help you with best practices and what steps are needed to better inspire and connect with your audience. However, there is no replacement to the investment in real human beings. You must know your market, know your audience, the humans within it, and figure out how you are going to connect with them in a meaningful and memorable way. And I encourage you to subscribe to our brand humanization series by visiting socialzoomfactor.com slash talk human to me. So that pretty much summarizes it for today. And I know that your time is so valuable and I want you to know that I truly am thankful for the time that you take out of your day and your week to listen to this podcast and hang out with me, Pam Moore, the marketing nut. I love getting your feedback. And if you listen to these podcasts and you are seeing value in them, if they're helping your life and they're helping your business, I would absolutely love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud, wherever you may be listening to it. And as a reminder, don't forget that you can also submit your questions to me via voicemail right from your computer. Simply leave a 30-second message and I will listen to your question. And if applicable, I will reply and answer your question live on the podcast. And if chosen, I will also include your voice message on the show as well as a link to your website or blog on the show notes page for this podcast. Simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash askpam to submit your question. And I hope that this podcast today inspires you to dig deep inside yourself and the humans within your brand. I hope that you are inspired to invest in yourself, your employees, the humans within your communities. Have a wonderful week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. 
Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. 